Hey everyone, this is Sakia from Mulder Was Right. Thanks for joining us today. This week, we have a special episode for you. So we actually uh, sat down with uh, Andrew from The Monday American. We actually guested on his podcast. He actually asked us to come uh, join him because he loved working with us so much. And we loved working with him so much. Um, you know, um, if you haven't heard anything we've worked with on him, you know, we worked with him on uh, the JFK special, the 9-11 series that we did. And, you know, this week... Andrew asked us to be on his show to talk about a different kind of topic. Um, this week, we talked about politics, and um, you know, we we all have differing opinions. But the whole point of this uh, episode and this conversation was to show that people with differing opinions and viewpoints can still come together and still have a conversation like civilized human beings, you know, we, we certainly had disagreements, but that didn't mean we immediately started yelling at each other. In fact, um, I felt like it was a very constructive, um, dialogue that are, that we had. And it was just great to talk back and forth, hearing each other's opinions on, you know, different, different things. And, you know, like knowing where we stand on on issues and yet still even if we have differing opinions we had this open dialogue with each other and we were friendly we listened we respected each other and we gave our opinions as well as giving each other um time to talk about um each other's opinions so it was very creative um very just generally really awesome to sit down and uh you know we we're still friends we're still talking like there's no bad blood. It was ju it's just that it was sitting down talking with each other and having a conversation cuz that's what's important. You know, we're we're in a time right now where things are tense and the whole point of this was to show people that even if you disagree with someone on certain things, it doesn't mean you can't sit down and talk and it doesn't mean that you can't sit down and still continue to, you know, have a have a friendly conversation and and open up with each other. So, um, that's enough from me. And I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to the episode. So please enjoy this one and, uh, let us know how you feel as well. Um, about this, please, please reach out to us after you've finished listening to this episode, reach out to Andrew from the Monday American and let us all know like how you felt, how you, um, you know, if you liked it, and if you want to hear more of this kind of thing, because we certainly enjoyed it, and we hope you do too. So thank you, and enjoy. All right, we are here with the crew from Mulder Was Right podcast. Brendan, Joe, Sakiv, and Curtis. You guys say hello. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. Um, tell, uh, tell everyone where they can find you and, and hear more of your stuff. Uh, they can find us on... Uh, you know, uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, all those places. Um, we also have a Twitter and Facebook at MWRCast. We also have a this cool little anchor station thing where we talk uh, about alternative facts. You guys can find that out. Um, yeah, you guys are you're huge on that anchor thing. Yeah, I mean, that you guys post something like every day. Uh, I mean, it's supposed to be every day, but uh, on, we on we, average it's every day. I mean, we do we do an episode four every day. But it doesn't always happen every day. I don't know if that yeah, makes sense, yeah. but 
life life gets in the life way. Life gets in the way. Um, my my current favorite, I think, is the uh, this. Can you explain to? Uh, so my my listeners, you guys should know that this this is not the first time you've been hearing these guys. Um, but but they're not a exactly a uh, a family friendly <laughs> podcast. So. My favorite fact of the day that said is the sound of the orgasm. Can you make that sound for us? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. That sounds about That's right. That's the sound of a true yeah. orgasm. Yep. If yeah. you haven't made that, that sound ever, um, you haven't ever had a true orgasm. Yeah. You can hear these that guys. That was make legitimately them. one of your facts of the day that like made me actually laugh out loud. <laughs> You can when I read you it. can hear them make that sound again on our last episode, uh, number forty-two, Riverdale Road. They uh, they ended Curtis mm-hmm. and Brendan. Yeah, I haven't this, listened to it yet. They uh, they ended the uh, the episode <laughs> with with that sound. Yeah, uh, and if you haven't heard it yet, it, that one's actually um, a local based on a local legend here in Colorado. Yeah, and you can also hear that uh, sound if you just like correctly pleasure me. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> or or correctly get pleasured. Yeah. You'll make that noise. You'll make that noise. Yeah. Anyway, uh, right. we're probably well, going to hear to talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This is actually completely related to the topic of my podcast, um, American History of <laughs> Orgasms. Oh, it's, yeah. Oh. It's changed now. Yep. Actually. All right. So uh, you guys know I brought you on, but just for the folks listening in, I'm, I wanted to have just a, a talk about um, just kind of some current issues and in, in politics etc uh without just me as my own echo chamber and without me without any um anyone else to talk to other than a a a microphone and a wall so the the four of these guys and me we differ i think probably a, a decent bit on a various array of issues but i don't think i i think i don't know because we I've purposely not really asked you guys too much about what you guys think. And I haven't really told you a ton of what I think, but I I think we'll be surprised that we agree on a lot of stuff. And my point is that on things we disagree with, we can have a a decent discussion or debate um, without actually like devolving into a screaming match or, you know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to get at? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to yell at you. Well, I usually charge for that, but um, so I well ultimately so, our goal here is to have a civilized conversation between yeah I mean I think between a couple between of friends like, yeah yeah between a couple of friends yeah. like we may have different yeah. ideas but like we're still gonna be civilized and we're gonna have a conversation and that's okay it, exactly and my my whole thing is like the way that things get fixed or solved or created move forward whatever you want to say about it is through a discussion not just through yelling at each other so when two people disagree on something and they have to find a solution they have to have a discussion about their differences and opinions and find something that works for both of them you know it's a give and take on both sides and i think that's something that we're lacking especially in like the pop culture um i don't know if pop culture is the right word but like the the media representation of things i think we're lacking that give and take Mm -hmm. type of discussions but Anyways, Brendan, I know you had a um, a rough list of topics that you guys were interested in. Did you want to kick off with one of those? Um, you know, I'm good to talk about whatever, but uh, you know, why don't we why don't we start? You know, fairly easily. Um, it is 100 uh, legal to 
marry whoever you want in the United States. That's that's a thing now. Yep. Um. So why don't we why don't we sort of start with that? Um. You know, I I right. I, I I fully believe in this right. I uh, think it's absolutely hundred percent a thing that inalienable. Yes, inalienable. Um. And you know, like and like the whole issue with like same sex marriage, I guess, was sort of stemmed from a religious view, I guess. And that, um, you know, people in in highly religious societies felt like uh, marriage was the definite or by definition between a man and a woman. And yeah, uh, and and to be honest, in my opinion, marriage these like this day is I mean, sure, you know, a lot of it, you know, you love somebody, you want to marry them and everything. But a lot of like like marriage right now is more of just like a like a. It's just like a like an economic bond, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Like a, it's 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 a legal thing. Now. It's a legal um, thing now, and and it's uh the tradition is still there, and it's still very important to people. Um, but it's not as uh cut and dry, and it used to be. You know, it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you yeah. live in a single culture sort of society, um, marriage is pretty much the same for everyone. Like everyone is more likely to agree on what marriage means. But nowadays, like. Um, marriage can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, and um, so that's that's a I think that's a very good thing about our society, and I I think now our society accurately reflects the ability to marry whomever you want um, for whatever reason you want, and and it, that way the society lets you decide uh, how marriage is right for you. It lets you take the things that uh, I'm running out of words here, but. You know what I'm saying? It's a good thing. Keep going. You're doing it. You yeah. got it. You got it. <laughs> so I, this is an interesting way to say this. I agree with you guys, but disagree with how I agree on it. Does that make sense? So like uh, you, uh, Bernie, you were saying religious. Like, so I, I definitely, I am obviously a resident of the Bible Belt. So I grew up a Christian uh, my whole life. And based on the text that I believe is true, I would have to argue uh, homosexuality is a sin, but I have always made this distinction. Um, and when I was w- with, uh, someone I was dating at the time, we had this discussion. She was fervently anti-gay marriage. Um, and I told her, I was like, I mean, as far as like on a religious side, yeah, I am too. But it, that same book also says like, you're, you are not, uh, supposed to judge anyone based on anything mm-hmm. so like if uh if person the person sitting next to me is gay i okay he's gay i'm a i'm a failure of a human being too according to like the whole sin doctrine and everything uh you know we don't have to get into theology but my thing has always been i i agree with um i agree with this with you saying that it is a right um based on the constitution and everything the only reason i say i'm in opposition is uh mainly it's just the political and history nerd coming out of me but the way that the supreme court decided that case and forced it on all the states uh universally that was actually not the right way to do it so that's just kind of getting into a whole different debate but i've always said this um if if i was president at that time i would say you know, based on the Fourteenth Amendment, I don't see any reason why homosexuals should not marry. Uh, on a religious view, I disagree with it, but I took this job 
with the agreement to adhere to the Constitution and the laws of our nation first. My personal views aren't really incredibly relative on some issues. So that's why I say I, I disagree with you in my agreement with you, <laughs> just to confuse everyone right mm-hmm. off the bat. Yep. Does that make sense? That's yeah. a very mature standpoint. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, I've always wanted to run for office. I will run for office before I die. Uh, I think that every – my own personal view, I'm not going to judge anyone who doesn't do it, but I think every American man has a uh, duty to his country, whether it's military or public service. And uh, if you don't serve in the military, which I have not, um, you gotta you got to give up your body for the government and let them uh, do with you as That's they a- will. Interesting metaphor. Interesting way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I wasn't really thinking about what I was going to say when I was saying it, and that's what it's came a, out. A so. metaphor for the Trump I'm, era. I'm, I don't. I. I, re- I regret nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, like if you're gonna, so like the perfect example is what was her name? Wendy Davis or something like that. Kim Davis in Kentucky. Uh, yes, the, the the woman who clerk. the woman who refused to refused, go along with yeah. it and refused to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples. Yeah, I hated that. I it made people like I identify as a Christian, which identify means something completely different today. But uh, I identify as a Christian, and I was looking at that like, oh my god, I am so embarrassed yeah. that that's mm-hmm. what uh, banner they're under because it makes everyone else look awful. And if you're going to be a public servant, you have to agree to serve the public, hold the con. Yeah, yeah, hold, serve the public and the constitution and it's not a sin to say like it's not like you're saying like hey god the constitution is actually more important than you it's just saying like i'm agreeing to take this role knowing the bounds that i am agreeing to that's all that's all it really is so if i'm president i'd say personally or religiously i disagree with it but it's going to be legal and i'll defend that right with my second amendment right to carry a (laughs) firearm i'll defend it you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so yeah i think that it's funny the gay marriage was such a hot topic like not too long ago and now it seems like it's been like that forever yeah yeah it it does seem um it seems to me like the country has eased into it um fairly like well honestly um which i i think it's i actually knew sorry keep going i, I won't interrupt I, I think it's kind of nice like that we it's not something we have to argue about anymore um i mean we kind of we we got the way I agree with, um, so that sure. makes it easy for me to feel good about it. Um, but I think it's it's something that in like twenty years the numbers the poll numbers are going to be substantially different. Like I just feel like society is swaying in that direction anyway. So like like I feel like in twenty years it's going to be like twenty percent of people might disagree with it. You know, um, and and uh, maybe I'll be wrong, uh, but. I, I just feel like it's going to be like how well, nowadays hell, I mean, we look. Eight, eight months ago, if you had said Trump was going to be president, you would have been labeled a, a moron or insane. Yeah, yes, so that is in twenty that years. Is very who true. Hell knows what's going to exactly. Happen. You're very correct. But um, oh, sorry, I'm burping. I'm <laughs> drinking a little gin. You're over there just burping. Um, yep. Well, it's like the the old. Um, there's this thing liberals like to say now of like, uh, don't end up on the wrong side of history. And, and we see, uh, like we look back to the civil rights era, um, in the sixties, uh, and, you know, to try to think of like in the future, when we look back, like what, what kind of people are we going to be, uh, looking at, like who's going to be holding the fire hoses, you know? Um, yeah. 
that's a good analogy. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. And it's funny you're saying that because I'm literally my uh, background on this second monitor I'm looking at. I have it like set to revolving pictures, and it's like right now it's a picture of inside a boat looking out at these men wading ashore onto D-Day Normandy beaches, and I'm just like, oh, those dudes. That was society at its finest. I just love World War II. Sorry. <laughs> now it just it just changed. Now it's my drum set, so I'm not distracted. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if World War II was society as, at its finest. Uh, maybe maybe perhaps a, a, uh, a certain well, response yeah. to World War II. I mean, II. <laughs> I mean those men yeah. like just doing what they did. Like that to me is the ultimate. But I'm like legitimately a weirdo for World War II. So I don't I don't think you're the only one. I'm, I'm okay. Oh, to you know our buddy that. Anderson, who's about Tuesdays. the same. Yep. You I'm know sorry? our buddy Anderson, who's about the same. Like, you guys can go on and yeah, on yeah. about World War II. He, yeah, I remember he, he said that in your episode about, oh, this is one of the JFK. early ones, like Nazis and or, UFOs or something. Yep. Like that. Yeah. Or the, the secret, secret, whatever that was. Anyways. Um, oh, man, I had a great point. And I, oh, a story. So this, all right, I've told this story to a couple people I know. Um, when you were talking about everyone agreeing with uh like you're feeling like society is moving towards that point. I lived in Seattle for a couple of years out there and um, I knew this uh, man, he would be like a, I, I can't believe no one's like trotted in front of a camera because he's like a, a immigrant minority homosexual. He's Mexican uh, immigrated here. His name is, St- um, which most certainly is not his legal Hispanic name. I believe he changed it to like a probably Esteban, but St- as the mm-hmm. gay gay translation of that, uh, that was supposed to be an offensive joke, <laughs> by the way. Um, well, we're not supposed to was, get mad at you, was, so <laughs> no, you can get mad at me. All right, fine. well, don't, don't say care. offensive jokes. No one then. listening cares. Meanie, I'm gonna. That's something I was born with. Um, <laughs> so he he was like super gay, except you would never know it until he told you. Um, and he was super against gay marriage, and I. This was when the debate was raging, and I was like, dude, like, he and I were such good friends. I still keep in touch with him, and uh, he he basically told me, he's like, look, he said, I'm not saying I'm a good person for the reason I'm against it, but he said, it's pretty nice as a gay man right now, and this is before it was legalized to marry another man, to be able to not have to ever even think about having the talk of commitment <laughs> long term and settling down. He was like, I'm not saying I'm a good person for it, but I don't want it to be legalized because that way I can just, just uh, keep going. Never have to commit. And I just looked at him. I was like, dude, you're kind of a whore. And he was like, I am. I am. <laughs> he was like the, one of the like probably one of the 10 total uh, homosexuals against gay marriage yeah. yep. in the nation probably. Yep. And there was also um yeah that one I feel I'm sorry uh I was just gonna say like Caitlyn Jenner was also famously uh, I think against gay marriage really yeah. that was that mm-hmm. was something that um got her a lot of like she she came out as transgendered and uh everyone was like yay good job and then um she then she was like oh and I don't think gay people should be able to get married and it's then like, everyone whoa. was kind of really confused and um there was there was a big discussion of uh like uh one one article put it like call her out but call her caitlin like respect her choice to be transgendered but do call her out on not supporting gay marriage um so like i hate i hate the the media 
or the the people with the loudest voice right now being why can't she she or he there here's another topic we can yep. get into because you say she i usually say he mm-hmm. except that i just said she right there because you did anyways <laughs> uh why did he have to be pro-gay marriage as a transgender person why can't people have uh, a different view on it now i get how closely related they probably are but it's like why do why do we need articles about that and why do we have to you know what i mean yeah does that make any uh, sense? I, mean, I guess. I don't know. That was probably a weak point on my part. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, you make a decent point of, like, you know, that the world isn't as homogenous as uh, we make it out to be in our minds. As, yeah. And that, and that you yeah. know, it, there is an amount of complexity into it. And, and people, even people whom you think should hold a certain uh, opinion might not necessarily hold that opinion. Um, uh, but, mm-hmm. like, I think those issues, like are really closely related and um caitlin jenner was sort of demanding uh i wouldn't say demanding but i would say like she was she wanted to be respected as a transgendered person um and then also at the same time like imagine you're a homosexual person and you want to get married and you want to have that right to marry um and and then caitlin jenner comes out and says hey i'd like you to respect um my identity as a transsexual um and so you say okay but then she turns around and says but i don't respect your right to get married uh and so that i think the homosexual community feels conflicted about that um because they want to respect her sort of because they're both sort of fringe rights you know they're like gender issue fringe rights um and uh and i feel like they're both legitimate um and so it's something that I think especially the homosexual community felt a little betrayed for. Well, I mean, and and, sure. and, and like also like like in the United States, uh, for for whatever reason, um, LGBT like 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 they are all roped into one LGBT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you say LGBT? Yeah. I think yeah. You said yeah. Pisexual. You definitely did. Isn't yeah. that like the ladies golf players or ladies tennis players? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the... ladies golf pro tour. Yeah. The yeah. LGPA yeah. or whatever. Yeah. See, the golf um, the golf associations are all grouped into one, which is just not okay versus all the yeah. other sports associations like mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking WNBA, golf, NBA, so... they're all separate. Speaking of golf, yeah. we're uh, apparently yes. we are responsible for killing golf. But we we can get into that um, once killing we've, uh, golf, we are killing the golf industry. We, we can what, go into that after. We, uh, I can tell you, mean you this the five a, of us as a never, uh, we as, as millennials. Okay, as a twenty-eight-year-old white Southern Christian male, I play as much golf as my stereotype says I should, probably more. <laughs> I'm like single-handedly trying to save golf if the millennials are killing it. <laughs> I play a lot of putt like during like the time it's warm enough to play. I'm trying to be out there at least once a week. Yeah, I don't play golf. I don't play golf. I like, yeah. I don't, no, I, golf I didn't get all. that from either. I didn't really assume that any of you did. <laughs> yeah. I like no. mini golf. Mini golf's great. Mini golf yeah. is really fun. I like it is really fun. Let's see. I like colors. I have, I have a huge family, like a very very big family, and we're pretty close. And uh, most of my family is a is a golfer in some form or fashion. And I also grew up on Hilton Head Island, which is like a major golf area. So it's in my blood. Fair. But like we all get together 
like at family weddings and stuff, we'll, you know, come two or three days early. Usually there's a golf course nearby. We'll all just get schneidered and have like 15 dudes on a golf <laughs> course, you know, like something we do together. But yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I think after, after my body was like, oh, you're starting to get old. That's when my brain was like, oh, you like Golf's golf great. now. Like a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does sound like fun, but um, part of the No, reason- no, there's no fun. It's absolutely <laughs> it's no not fun, fun at all. It's the most frustrating. No, it's fun. It's just the most frustrating, like one of the most frustrating things you can do with your life, period. You see, based. Except for, I don't know how many of you listened to my recent trailer for this episode hunting <laughs> that's probably the next most frustrating thing that there i is. thought you were going to say talking about politics ah, i like that like I, I like the disagreement it helps you like it challenges your views of of what you yeah. believe but also theirs and that's literally how people progress but uh is brendan the only one who listened to my recent story on the uh the buck that i hey, missed i am I, i've not heard it? it what was it uh he uh he shot at a buck Okay. Um, he had to, he had to make sure to count the antlers to make sure he was allowed to shoot it, um, and then he shot it. Yeah, I can I can give you a quick recap. I can give you. A he quick uh, recap. he thought he so, hit it, and then he found his no. arrow, and he was really upset. No, oh, you were hunting with the bow and arrow. I was hoping I yeah. hit it. That yeah, I, I, I that's hard. So, he missed. He missed hard. It's he missed hard, dude. Like, thanks, man. You're really making it awesome. To <laughs> but he's a really good like bow that. hunter. That's he hates what squirrels. Does. I just want you to know, Andrew. Brandon will shit. Brandon will shit on you about things. I have heard bow hunting. He does it. He does it before, but normally it's in a more sexual nature. (laughs) So basically, I was hunting on public land. I did not grow up a bow hunter, but yeah, uh, like like uh, Joe said, was that Joe who said that? I I couldn't quite tell. Okay, bow hunting super super difficult. It is not like it's not like firing a rifle with crosshairs. You basically have like a circle with pins just sticking out in the middle like basically dots that are connected to the other end of the circle and you have to basically decide how far you want those to show your accuracy and how far away you can shoot a deer with a with a normal compound bow most people will say 40 yards is the longest you're gonna shoot like that's mainly that's not to say that some people can't hit bullseye at 100 but the killing power and the accuracy goes down the farther you get out you don't want to like pop a deer in the back of his rib cage from 80 yards and let him die slowly. That's just not humane, you know? So most people are going to cap it at 40. This deer, he came in at 50 yards. First of all, it was public land. Public land means that like if it's brown, it's down. People just shoot. If they see a deer, they're going to shoot it unless the law says they can't. And on this particular tract of land, you couldn't take a buck unless he was at least eight points. Um which is hard to find there. That means it's a, a good sized buck. Um, and, uh, on public land, you're just not going to see that. And when I was about to leave for that, this is two days ago. Uh, this humongous, like he was a monster, the biggest deer I've ever seen. Eight pointer pops out. And I was, I mean, my heart, I felt like I was going to have a heart attack. I was so dang. Nervous. He almost fell out of the tree. And, uh, that's not true, Dude, but I like legitimately. I could I could feel my heart sh- like beating as I saw him round the corner when I saw the antlers, and I put the rangefinder on him, counted the the points, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna shoot him. This is amazing, and he was at like 35, 37 yards, and I remember he started walking like farther away, and like when he was two steps in, I was like, I gotta shoot him now, or else he's gonna be too far away. 
I just let the arrow fly and I'll never forget as soon as I like pulled that release to let the arrow go, I immediately in my head was like, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. That was a terrible shot. And he just kind of like looked up at me when he heard the bowstring and then he looked over his shoulder when he heard the arrow hit the ground and ran away. And I was like, man, I deserve nothing. Damn. Oh. It's a. But it's okay. I know where he lives. <laughs> um, so, anyways, with a smooth um, transition to something that uh, Curtis said earlier, transgender. Oh. Yeah. How's that? Uh, first? Before we leave, uh, I, well, before, before we leave yeah. that point. So you were you were talking about Caitlyn Jenner, nope. and you just nope. kept saying she, and I say he. Yep. Now, I'll I'll start with this one. I personally think that. You can change, uh, you can change, like you can trans, you can, uh, what's the word? You can transition if you want. I don't care. I really don't care. Uh, and it doesn't even boil down to religion for me. It's like, I just, I legitimately do not care what you choose to do in that regard. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm going to still call you a he, if you were born a man, because that's just basic biology. Um, and it's, it's very interesting, this shift to, like force you into or not force but if i if i go to san francisco and i start saying he when when caitlin jenner is being talked about people are going to be pissed now down here in south carolina not really not something you need to worry about every day but i think it's an interesting societal quote-unquote dilemma yeah i I was just i think you're right like i think that is a thing that um a lot of the country is currently split on and uh split on uh, in really um, like angry ways, in unyielding ways, like each side oh, yeah. does not want to oh, compromise yeah. mm-hmm. in that matter. Uh, how I feel about it is um, that if it, it's it's really what it comes down to is language. Um, what it comes down to is the pronouns you're using to refer to that person, and that's kind of where that's kind of like like uh, we had a person uh, like in our friend group. Um, come out as as transgendered not too long ago uh less than a year ago um and she uh used to you know was born a man so hold on when you say she is this so uh, so born born a man man, transgender female we knew we knew her as as male um and then she came out as uh transgendered and wanted to be referred to as female um i i obviously as I am currently respecting that decision. Um, I respect that decision of hers because I, it's not going to change how I treat her. Um, it's mm-hmm. just, well, it's a, it's a, cho- it's a, it's a freedom thing. It's like, yeah, you have the, yeah, I respect your freedom right. to do that. Sure. Um, and so the only care. thing that's going to change for me is, is the pronoun, uh, that I use to refer to her. Um, and, and if you think of it like this, like if I introduced you, if you were introduced to me and you were like, Oh, your name's Curtis. Like say you saw it on my name tag or whatever. And uh, I said, sure. actually, I prefer if you called me Kurt. You'd probably respect that um, decision uh, just, beca- just because you're like, oh, well, he just wants to be called Kurt. And that's a pretty common thing. Um, and I think if you think of it just as a language thing, um, it's, in my mind, it's a lot simpler. Um, and I don't try to like, it does, I don't really care. I agree with you. I don't really care what someone wants to be or not be. Um, and so as far as I'm concerned, I might as well call them whatever they want to be called because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what we call each other. They're just kind of sounds that come out of our mouths and then they make us turn our heads and look at each other. Yeah. 
Go ahead. I'm in complete agreement. Uh, I actually talked to the friend, and, you know, I say her, but I usually call her dude because I call 90% of people dude anyway, so that didn't really change. Mm-hmm. But, and how long How long have you known uh, her? I've known her for about three or four years, roughly around there. Okay. I, I didn't know if you guys, like, all grew no, up no. with this kid. No, no we, we, all, we right. all met, like, I, I we all met her, like, at gay camp. Yep, at yep. Yep, big big gay boy camp where we all go <laughs> when we're down here. Who are we talking about? We'll tell you. Uh, we'll what were you saying? You don't know who we're talking about. I'm just trying to join. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Idiot. Um, this is great audio for Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Side convo and chuckling. That's actually the name of my next you know. episode. It's the name of, it's the name um, of this episode. Sakeev, what were you saying? Oh, um... <laughs> I wasn't saying God, anything. I'm so sarcastic. I'm sorry. I wasn't really oh, saying okay. anything, but yeah, I mean, other, other other than that, like, I mean, like, I agree with Curtis in the sense that, like, I boil it down to the simple, like, it's what they want to be called, so I'm just going to call them that because it, ma- it doesn't really change anything for me. Just all it means is, like, I'm calling someone something else. Sure. And on that level, I don't see a disagreement with that at all. My thing is, like, I guess it's, it's one of those nuanced positions today like if uh if i do you guys know who blair white is uh no no so famous famous i'll say it's a famous guy biologically who had the surgery cut the pee off is a transgender but uh very famous for being a conservative transgender on youtube and I, i actually say she when i talk about blair white um because you can hardly tell that she was actually not born a girl. And um, when I talk about Blair White, I will say she. When I talk about Caitlyn Jenner, I usually say he. Uh, it has nothing to do with the surgery so much as that... I'm trying to think of where my head was. It kind of sounds like, based on your like how you imagine them, based on like how they're behaving... It's just what you're like in like it's just the image in your head. It's like what you're seeing, and it's what it's what your brain is kind of. You. I re- I remember where I was going with this. So if if you it's like I'm I first was introduced to Blair White not in person but like through an uh, interview I was watching. Uh, before I even knew she was transgender, I just looked at her and said she because she looked exactly like a girl. But I first knew Caitlyn Jenner as Bruce Jenner, and so for me to make that switch, like if I met uh this person tomorrow named Sarah who used to be named Steven, but no one ever said it. She looked just like a girl. I'm going to say she, because it's kind of like, uh, it's what you have associated. She mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And she's probably wearing female clothing and probably has makeup on and like it fits that, uh, visual kind of parameter of a girl. However, if I knew her before as Steven, I'm going to probably continue to say he, um, not out of, like any disrespect and if honestly if it was a close friend of mine probably if we sat down and talked about it i'd be like all right i will do my best to use she because you're right it is just a word my issue is when it comes into play kind of with everyone's rights so like i said you have your you can do whatever you want whatever you want in any area of life so far as you are not infringing on the rights of others when you do it so my whole thing is like Go ahead and make a transition, but uh, Canada just passed a law that is criminalizing the wrong pronoun use, even by accident. So, 
I, not like I'm saying, uh, like preaching doom and gloom here, but it feels like the big trans community rights push, which I think is probably a fringe of that fringe movement, is pushing for something similar. Like, how dare you not call he or she, or how vice versa, whatever. Um, and, and in Canada, it's you can serve a literally jail sentence for using a wrong pronoun. To me, it's like your choice of freedom is to transition. My choice of freedom is to uh, call you whatever pronoun I feel like, or I can call you a four-letter word if I want. That's truly within my rights as an American, you know, with some nuance. But do you, mm-hmm. do you get what I'm saying? Well, I think it boils. That's the only. I mean, you you're right. Go you ahead. can call people whatever you want. Um, uh, I think it it does boil down to a respect thing for me. Um, and I, yeah, and that's why I said if it was a friend, I probably would sit down and talk with him and be like, listen, here's what I think. Here's what I believe. But if you as a friend of mine, if you want me to call you this, I'll do that because I do love you. You're a friend. But if it's Joe Schmo off the street, I'm probably gonna be like, well, why should I use a pronoun you want me to use? That's you're infringing on my freedom if I choose to do this. You know what I mean? So it's not like I disagree so much with the 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 connotation behind it, but just the potential for it to be forced on people that don't want it to be forced on them when it's, when it's certainly within the first amendment rights, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. It is a respect thing. Like I, I get that. I fully get that. That's why I kind of just, I mean, honestly, there's not a lot of trans people in South Carolina <laughs> that I know of. So it's not really something I deal with very often. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that is also, um, something that really comes into play in in this issue is uh uh trans people can seem like the other they can seem like something separate to uh the relevance of of one's life um i i think of it um as like like there's certain politenesses we just extend to strangers um uh you you probably say yes sir and no sir often um those yeah i certainly would not have this argument with a total stranger just probably to avoid confrontation i'd be like all right whatever dude or dudette i don't care yeah yeah just do what i do just say dude just call 100 percent of people dude works every time call everyone dude you're a dude right. just hey dude um bruh i call my girlfriend up, dude that's uh that's weird nah. I, it is actually that big's your girlfriend the term penis? dude is is becoming a little more gender fluid it yep. certainly is uh still more masculine than f- feminine but uh it is becoming uh, more of a midway term. Um, so yeah. let me ask you guys this, this issue, this transgender thing, the pronoun thing, I don't think it's actually very important to be discussed at all because to me it's a social issue and social issues are kind of like the people need to decide it. Well, I guess I, I should rephrase that. It's, imp- it's important to talk about, but as far as politics go, uh, it's kind of irrelevant to me. Um, I don't think people's rights are actually being infringed if they're transgender or not, but I think they are. Um, I think transgender it, people do, uh, live, uh, disadvantaged lives than a non-transgender, not the, a cisgendered person. How so? I, I think that, uh, I think they face discrimination. Um, uh, just, you know, in all the ways that you would face discrimination, just in, in jobs, in, um, in the way they're treated. Like being hired for a yeah, job? Yeah, I, I think I think so. I think okay. jobs um don't want to hire 
openly transgendered people just because they are confused on what to call them and how to treat them and don't really know um the uh what am i what's the term i'm looking for proper terminology <clears throat> excuse me yeah they don't know the proper terminology and they don't know um the like morality there they don't know the etiquette is the word i'm looking for okay. um sure so and, and do you guys have frankly you, like transgender yeah. people are just murdered for being transgendered um they're just beaten for trying to be the people who they want to be yeah see i i'm right there i'm like i don't care what you are if it's murder or if it's physical violence that's not okay like i don't care if it's racially driven or uh i don't uh gender you know whatever you shouldn't kill someone that's uh that's a pretty crappy exactly thing and this is you know this is like, where i bring in the yeah, concept of that's, respect that's that's never okay that's right. never okay and um there's there's a lot of talk about this sort of um these tiers of respect that we uh that we give to people and um like at the very basic level is kind of like referring to them by the correct pronoun at the very top would be like um like murdering them and then uh they they all kind of build on each other like right like at yeah. first you might uh not call them by the correct pronoun and then the on top of that it's is kind like, of like snowballing the snowball yeah, exactly um yeah it like snowballs and so sure i can see that yeah and, and my continue do any of you guys listen to ben shapiro every now and then i have heard no i have heard uh videos of ben shapiro talking specifically about this topic too so he actually had a he talked with i think it was joe rogan on that podcast he did with joe rogan um about what you were talking about earlier um discrimination in employment and uh i typically will agree with most stuff ben shapiro says even if i disagree with him i will give him props because he come he's he's a smart guy i think everyone should he's just so damn smart harvard law grad um and he the one thing i like about him whether you disagree with him or not he will always bring uh factual evidence alongside his argument even if it's an argument that you can end up disagreeing with him on, at least he's not just yelling baseless arguments. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I can respect someone who at least backs up their argument, but he was talking about the whole employment thing. And he said, you know, like if someone uh, interviewed as Steven comes in the next day for the first day as Sarah. Um, and I doubt that situation would actually like be that black and white as far as like, I thought you were a dude and now you're wearing a dress and you're saying your name is Sarah, what's going on? Like that would raise some questions in my mind as the employer. But if, uh, if you are on the side of like transgender is not normal or you just generally disagree with it as an employer, you have the right to hire whoever you want for, uh, the best role of the job. And if like, to me, it's like I don't know how I feel about transgenderism as a mental state of mind as far as – I'm not saying they're like mentally disabled, but there's a lot of talk about gender dysphoria or it being an actual um, like mental – Classifiable uh, disorder. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, because there's, there is an insanely high suicide rate associated with it. But uh, if I'm an employer, I would look at that as just a potential – like, I don't know, you know, just as a, as a red flag of like, who is this person? Not because of transgender, but because like, 
what what do they have the do they have the potential of snapping under stress or like like so, like people are gender fluid now which means they can switch back and forth mm-hmm. they that's what they say they can do i don't agree with that at all it's like i just think if you're a man or a woman it's the way you're born but it's like all right if if you're gonna cry at work and you say well i just i just transitioned i'm a woman now well now is that sexist because you're saying women cry easy you know what i mean like to me it's just like that is a potential point of concern as an employer do i judge them as a person honestly not really but i think there's an argument to be had there i think it's one of those issues that doesn't really have a solid uh ending point yet it, it's something it's something we are still working through as a culture mm-hmm. um uh, based on what you said, I think I think you're entering into a ster- uh, territory of what I would refer to as a stereotype, uh, which would be I would refer to sure. that as stereotyping sure. them, um, which I yeah generally think is wrong. Um, I think I would attribute a high suicide rate among transgendered people um, towards uh, cultural non-acceptance of transgenderism. Uh, essentially, like mm-hmm. they they are looking out in the culture and they see that the culture is not accepting who they are, and so that um causes mental pain and and depression and which can lead to suicide um uh and i don't i don't know enough of the facts to dispute you on that um i'm I'm not going to sit up here and pretend like i'm an intelligent biologist or whatever (laughs) sociologist who can study that i mean not to cut a lot of this is just how i feel keep going oh crap keep going yeah Um, yeah yeah and that's the thing it's like people feel different things people just inherently believe different things it's like and, and, and I like you were raised in a conservative Christian household. I was raised in a, my father was an ornithologist. He was a bird watcher. He he raised me scientifically. I um really yeah, uh, I like that was his career. He worked for the Fish and Wildlife Service. Um, but but and so like he was professionally kind That's of a bird cool. watcher and also just like casually a bird watcher. Also, um, can you name all the species of bird in alphabetical no. order? Uh. He he could maybe do that. <laughs> I, do you know that your dad is ashamed of you? Because yeah, you I do, do know that. that yes. <laughs> um, um, but anyway, but you're right. The what wh- the way we're brought up immensely affects the opinions we hold. And and I I was brought up in a very liberal household. Absolutely. Um, and so I I hold yeah. very liberal opinions because of that. And like, it is. It's difficult, really, when you think about it, that, like, everything I believe and cherish is really just because of where I was born and who started telling me stuff when I was a baby. Absolutely. Yeah, it could be different for anyone based on uh, a total crapshoot. Like, I say Hilton Head Island. To you guys, that means literally nothing. Or if you're familiar with it, you'll think beach or golf or lighthouse. To me, that's, like, that is a uh, 8 by 4 mile chunk of land that is like more precious than anything to me only because of circumstances in life that brought me there, which were essentially coincidental, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, yeah, based your beliefs are based on who, who, uh, who helps, who helps you become who you are. And that, that means there's an inherent bias towards some things Mm -hmm. one way or the other, I guess that's a decent way of saying it. Um, one thing I want to get into is with you guys specifically, especially since it's recent, um, gun rights, especially after the shooting in Texas, the shooting in yep. Vegas. Uh, let's, uh, let's just, let's hit every hot button issue. Okay. Push all let's the buttons. It. What do you guys Guns think? Have buttons. Um, 
guns i i honestly think there should be stricter gun laws personally because um okay there has been you know um i remember seeing some video about like a a congressman was talking about how there's been there you know he talked like he talked about like how there have been so many shootings and i think it was like since mm-hmm. 1990 something or 1980 something usually i like, hear people they time, usually they're usually going to cite 1996 Columbine. when clinton's assault weapons ban was uh overturned or whatever i think that's the year roughly okay well and i remember him saying like he's gone through so many moments of silences and so many like are you talking about the recent one um it was just some video i saw from uh, involving some congressman talking about how like he's he walked out of the moment of silence i i don't i don't know specifically it was like a short video uh-huh. i saw from from some uh online news um news source and just he was talking about how he's had to sit through so many moments of silences regarding like all of this stuff but like there isn't like anything regarding gun like gun rights being like done like involving like stricter gun laws and i mean you know, I understand like you hunt and things like that. And, like I think that's totally fine. You mm-hmm. go hunting, like you wanna, you want you wanna you wanna own a gun so you can go hunting. That's totally fine. But I think we need to we definitely need to have stricter gun laws. Um, I know that like Japan has stricter gun laws, and because of it, they have mm-hmm. a low death rate by guns. Like they have like, and I think this is logical. Like the way they go about it is like they require you to take a mental test before you can even get a gun before you can even get approved for a gun. I think that's actually a logical thing. If we're actually going to implement stricter gun laws, I think it makes sense to at least start with, you know, doing te- like doing a mental test for people because sometimes it could be mental instability. Like it's like people are meant are mentally in- unstable, and they sh- just shouldn't have a weapon because you don't know what's going to happen. They might just go firing off like all of these shootings. And the other thing is, is they they make people take an annual test. So if your hmm. if your mental um, stability has changed within the last year, they take your gun away, or they'll take your gun and your license away. So they know where every gun is registered to because you have to register mm-hmm. all your weapons. That makes sense. You should know who has what. That way, like if something happens, you know who did it. You know how to trace them back. You know, and you know how to prevent. And it might help with preventing it from happening in the future. And you also, and I think it's important to like check the mental stability of people who own guns. Because you never know what's going to happen, and people are, you know, pe- you know, the the only, like the biggest constant of life is change. People are bound to change. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen to someone. You don't know what's going to change about them. I think that's totally like. I think, yes, people have the right to own guns, but like, we have to be a little bit more strict about who has their hands on it. Like, we need to have more control of it in order to avoid like these incidents from happening in the future. Mm-hmm. So my, I don't, my, my stance on it is, I, I, I think first of all, it's worth stating that this is a pretty complicated issue. And a lot of people will rebut you immediately and say, no, it's not complicated at all. No guns means no violence. It's not exactly true. People will mm-hmm. kill someone uh, if they want to kill someone. Um, with the gun violence, with like the mass shootings or whatever, like I, I personally, I don't like the, I don't like, um, I guess I want to say like I don't see the rel. I'm trying to say this without making it sound like I'm being a total d bag to you, Sakif. Like I agree with you that like Japan has taken steps and like their gun violence is low because of that. Japan is Japan, America is America, Sweden is Sweden, and it's like what works here may not work there. Um, 
especially considering the amount of people we have and the amount of firearms that are already present. And my thing is, you know, criminals do not follow gun laws. And that's the case with this recent Texas shooting is by law and the current gun laws on book. He shouldn't have had a gun. It was just it wasn't enforced like it was a human error. It wasn't logged correctly, whatever. But to to say that, do you know what I'm do you know what I'm getting at? Like the gun laws we have now, I think are I think they're fine. It's just they're not enforced or the cases that are famous are a super, super fringe case or it's just people who are just they don't care about gun laws they're breaking the law anyways to get like for what they want the gun for so like the mass majority of uh the overwhelming majority of gun deaths in america is uh suicide i think everyone's pretty much knows that Mm -hmm. when you cut out the suicide the next biggest category of deaths by firearm is from handguns uh mostly because a handgun is just concealable and everything um also because of the gang violence if you take out gang violence and you take out handguns, it leaves assault weapons, assault style weapons, whatever you want to get into the semantics of it. But uh, they're, you know, those are the outlier type of incidents involving a assault rifle. Now, I just listened to something today that it was actually pretty interesting because it was recorded uh, well before this Texas church shooting, but after the Vegas shooting, and it was uh, with a guy who was. Uh, what he was a type of scientist. He might have been a sociologist. I can't. I don't know. Uh, saying that they believe that these shootings they come in groups. Um, when one happens, there's gonna be a couple more based on the human psyche. Like you have copycats or you have other people who want to get famous, etc. Uh, and I thought that was super interesting because I was like, oh no way, this happened like a month afterwards. That's really interesting. But as far as gun laws, like. A total flat-out ban. I guess it – I was talking with my buddy. This is probably just not my most coherent moment. I'm sorry, <laughs> Hey, guys, you heard me earlier. I was talking with a buddy <laughs> uh, who we – were, we were having multiple discussions on multiple topics, and I I said, well, you know, I, I believe that the Constitution is the law of the land ultimately, and uh, it says it shall not be infringed. It shall not be infringed. And he said, uh, basically, like, I don't see how it's relevant, but uh, not not trying to disrespect it. That's a paraphrase of him. But essentially, I just said, well, you know, you can change it if you want. Like, you can. You just have to get the support to do it. And it it's hard on purpose, but, you know, it says it shall not be infringed. In my mind, the current gun laws we have on book, they've kept most of the most recent mass shooters from getting firearms legally so they broke the law to get them or you know like dylan roof uh you know just an hour from where i grew up he shot the uh shot up that church the black church in charleston Mm -hmm. um that wasn't his gun he murdered his his mother i think stepmom whatever who didn't lock her guns up in a safe and that's something a responsible gun owner should do but one way or the other you know a gun law in this texas shooting and a gun law in uh that one they wouldn't have changed a thing uh, like they, they, I understand you know what, I mean? what you're saying. Um, Roughly. that uh, your your point is that like an increase in gun laws would not stop those people that are going to get their guns outside of the law because they're not yeah, they're already not already following the law. The, yeah, and and exactly, it's the vast majority of those. I think Stephen Paddock was legally owning those firearms, 
So that one is like the case against what I'm saying. But I think um, the way I look at it is that um, stricter gun laws would 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 reduce the total number of mass shootings um they would not solve all of them and a lot of it is because of Mm -hmm. the already massive amount of readily available weapons just in america and Mm -hmm. that's not and that's not something we can just erase with a law um Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah that's the one thing i do not like is when people say like you just have to you need a ban and all it's like are you insane? Like that is literally the quickest way to start a civil war. Like go to Texas and tell anyone that you're coming to get They'll their gun. You. And uh, yeah, let me know right. when your funeral yeah. is going to be like, but <laughs> to like, it, I don't like the disingenuous, disingenuous arguments of like a ban is what we need. It's like, you have to be able to stop for two seconds and see how that is a stupid, stupid idea. And it just will not work because of the history of mm-hmm. guns already. Uh, I want to start this with saying I I believe in the Second Amendment. I do believe, like, you do have the right to own a gun. I I believe the the original purpose of that was to take up arms against the government in case... What, Andrew? Mm -hmm. In case... In in case the government infringes on your other... Exactly. Like, yeah, your your other rights. I... Oh, yeah. Gov- yeah, government yeah. tyranny. That's, that's what so that is right used for. I think protect- it would be a bit ridiculous yeah, it- if we did take away all the guns. Um, I do believe there are guns that the American public shouldn't have access to. Say, semi-automatics, automatic weaponry, stuff like that. Um, like, for, Well, hold on. We don't have access to automatic weapons, and we haven't for a while. I'm sorry, you cut out really bad there. Uh, we don't have access to automatic weapons. We haven't. Well, okay, well, semi-automatic. Long. And I, there are sure. tutorials online how to modify guns into automatic weaponry. Yeah, the yeah. bump stock argument. Yeah, I'm for a ban on those. I don't yeah. see any relevance mm-hmm. to guns on those. They're and they're easy to make at home. Also, like you don't need to buy them. But I don't see any reason why that is a protected accessory to a gun. And I think it's stupid. It's a really expensive to just blow ammo yeah. at a range like that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm not in disagreement with like the whole bump stock argument at all, but um, semi-automatics, I think that's one thing you're not going to be able to change just because the availability of them already. And to me, that's like the most stripped you can get the second amendment as it is already without truly infringing on it it's like you know that's fair uh, what do you think about the argument of yeah. um when the second amendment when the second amendment was written um the idea of bearing arms was fundamentally different from bearing arms now for instance uh you could kill one person in two minutes with a musket um and nowadays you can kill 26 people in 30 seconds um i see that argument i think it's historically not accurate because when they said arms, they meant they literally did mean cannons and they literally did mean, um, forming up a militia, you know, as, as a group of arms, um, based on the technology of the day, they meant the ability to fight a government that you were formerly serving under or controlled by on even playing ground. Am I saying, you should be able to buy an M1 Abrams tomorrow. That'd be awesome, but no, I don't think I would like that on the street. There have been some people who have gone rogue with tanks before. Some 
somewhat funny and scary stories Some, that yes, happening. Yeah. Very funny yet terrible stories <laughs> about people taking tanks and wreaking havoc. <laughs> Is this like no, a no, no? This is like this is like I've a thing in like L.A. This. Like some guy got a tank and yeah. just what? like went ham. <laughs> oh, wasn't this in like the yeah. '90s? He just like started yeah, driving yeah. Around. The dollop. Where did he get that? So from? so like what's so, their address? <laughs> uh, do can you use Amazon Prime to get a tank by Tuesday? Hopefully. So, uh, and now I can get it in a drone in thirty minutes. So so the dollop, uh, the podcast, the dollop does does a great uh, rendition of the whole story about how this guy who was like very much on drugs and everything uh trying to get people to uh excavate his backyard for gold um and all of them were like on methamphetamine so they were all like yeah let's do it yeah like 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 we're amped and so he would get people to come to his backyard to dig holes to find gold and then he just cracked and uh and uh he used to be like a tank operator so he cracked went to the national guard and uh Drove a tank and did a bunch of stuff with the tank. <laughs> Dope. So did, did they find the gold? The, uh, <laughs> they did not find the gold. No, that sounds like how they came up with the idea for Grand Theft Auto. It, it, you know, you know, if they like read that news story and they're like, "Oh my god, I have a great yep. idea." Yeah, you know, it probably was. Um, this guy was also known for <laughs> planting gold in his backyard, so that way they would find the gold. And so that he could keep them there to I mean, find gold. These two aspects of the story don't really seem that related, but they are very funny. Well, I mean, it's they're very related you to show the, like the thing that relates any any story is meth. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the glue. That's the glue to show how mentally Hard unstable drugs can he make was. Anything makes sense. But anyway, the dollop does a um, great rendition. It's super funny to listen to. So, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check that. out. I haven't listened to him before, but I'm right. Yeah, they're an American right History now. podcast, but. Uh, uh, they make fun of a lot of stuff. Okay. All right. So they're like me, but funnier. They're like you, but they talk about uh, weirder stories that people haven't heard of. So they're like you and us mixed together? Yeah. Okay. They're like, you mean like they're they're uh, like me, but a lot worse and not as entertaining? Yes. Yeah. That's the one. Yep. Yeah. That's the one. Um. So... I so, I wanted to say Andrew that um yeah go um ahead. this is um as like just to kind of touch base back on what we were talking about uh, this definitely isn't a, a thing that we can easily like just resolve and I I agree with you that like you know I definitely yeah. agree like taking away people's guns that's not the way to do it like doing an all right all all yeah. out ban is definitely not the way to do it because you just piss people off and you just leave room for um people like starting something um i think again mm -hmm. i, I want to just like say that um i think it's a great idea what japan does um i know that there are other countries that you know do something similar where like they 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 have people go through testing and stuff like that i think it's important i think the right way to do this personally is we we have to start slow you know we have to make like we have to kind of like it, it doesn't make sense to do an all right ban and like take drastic action because that never makes anyone happy but if we I also if don't we think it's like possible resolve, yeah it's not it's if, not physically possible if we resolve to make changes on a slow basis like like we uh like we we start making we start changing gun regulations we add these mental stability tests so we can make sure people are in a, a stable con mental condition before they have a gun and if they don't if they aren't 
their guns are taken away, but they're told, hey, if things change in next year, we'll give you your gun back. You know, so that way, that way they don't entirely lose this right, but it's like, hey, you're doing something wrong. We're going to be safe. You're not going to have this for a while. If you change, you can have this back. So that way you're not entirely taking someone's rights away and you're just and it's it's like a it's a safety regulation you know like i said mm -hmm. mental like making sure people are in a mental in a mental you know in a good mental state of mind to actually own these things and then also to go through proper training that's another thing japan does is that they make sure people are trained to use a gun like when they use it it's not just like you know hey you bought a gun it's like hey yeah, you South, need to South learn Carolina's how to use this thing. weapons laws yeah, South Carolina's like CWP laws, they require you to complete an eight-hour um, course, then pass a test, both a shooting test to make sure you're competent with it, and a written test. That, and if you don't pass, I, th I don't see any reason why every state should that do that. That is a great because thing. Because then you have, you have people who, like, I get the constitutional argument for it. I get that. Um, I pretty much fully support that, too. I'm just more on the personal side of, like, I want everyone who is carrying a gun— uh, to understand mm -hmm. what they're using, mm -hmm. to n be competent with it, because then you're going to rule out the minute percentage of actual accidents in a CWP scenario. There's almost none, but you have someone who can actually use that in defense of others when it comes up to be necessary, which again is like, I've never had to draw my weapon on someone, mm -hmm. and I pray to God I don't, but if it happens, I at least know, I at least, like, in my mind, it's like if you if you're in an active shooter situation and you pull out your gun to me, it's like, I know I'm going to probably die in that scenario because uh, I've just given him one target instead of 100 targets. Right. But I'm OK with that because I think that my like as a carrier, I'm agreeing to carry a firearm that day. Should something happen to someone else that's threatening their life? My life is now like only as important as theirs. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Just the decency mm -hmm. of humanity. I don't know. I, I sound like I'm a huge stoner right now. I don't know. What I'm no, 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 no. Like, well, it, it um, makes sense. Another another point I want to make is that, um, and this might be Japan too. This might have been some European countries though that I'm mistaking. But um, I know that there's like a country that like maybe there's a couple countries like this that also require you to keep your weapons and keep the ammo for the for those weapons separated. Like they have to be locked up in separate places. Mm -hmm. And I think they do this as a way to like prevent accidental death by firearms you know from kids playing around with weapons like you know mm -hmm. like you have like if you have your gun locked up in one case and then your ammo is locked up in another and a kid grabs the gun at least that gun's not loaded and they're not going to accidentally kill kill the kill someone like i remember hearing a story in the news about how a parent got shot in the face by his kid because his kid was fooling mm -hmm. around with a gun and he died yeah and that's to me i have no that's just for that parent that yeah, person's just, just a terrible parent like, if you yeah. if you have a kid and you have a gun I see no excuse, period, as to why your kid got that gun yep. and how he got it. If you cannot lock something away from a child who is under 10 years old, then you are an incompetent parent. Like, that's just pretty much the bottom line of it. Like, I get there's going to be some crazy stories, but if you lock a gun in a safe, you should have one way to get into that safe. The kid would have to have a statistical anomaly to guess the passcode or unlock it without a key, or you should have the one key on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. If you have a kid, there are certain things you need to do, or you should not have a there firearm should be, in the house. There should be no reason uh, for that kid to get to that gun. Yep. 
hundred yeah, percent. There's, there's absolutely no reason for a kid to get that gun. Yeah, like I have a couple guns. I just looked over. I just showed you guys. Where they are. <laughs> I, I've got like I've got a small safe. Now, when we break um, into your house later, have, we like, will know to go there first. Hey, man, do it, and uh, this this issue will become really really real. real. In a couple minutes. <laughs> uh, like I have, I have three of them in my safe right now, but I also have a pistol next to my bed, and I also have a pistol in my truck. Um, those pretty much stay there, but there's a safe in my truck. There's no safe upstairs next to my bed. However, I don't have kids. I have a dog, so I don't need to lock it up, uh, because you know, I, I just told literally everyone where I keep my guns, so I'm gonna have to switch it up a little. <laughs> keep bit, it but, on your dog. Um, you know, if I if I suddenly uh, miraculously give birth to a baby boy tomorrow um which would make the whole trans community like congratulations happy, but, just just congratulations uh, the scientific yeah, community you. insanely yeah. happy too i don't know if happy but just kind of like what we want they will be amazed uh regardless of what happens <laughs> yeah um you know if i have a different situation where i have a kid in the house i'm gonna take the steps necessary to make sure that he doesn't get that gun if he does that's my fault yep period yeah you know? and um, and the it's the old adage um responsible gun owners are not the problem and and never mm-hmm. are Ex- yeah exactly they mm-hmm. never are um they absolutely never are um and and the issue with gun ownership so, like if everyone was responsible guns would not be a problem the issue is that not everyone is responsible sure. some people choose to go into a sh- yeah, church humans suck and man kill 26 people yep people just suck like that's never gonna change that's always been the case and the difference uh, of opinion is is so, um, do, do we merely accept that fact? Do we merely accept that people are going to die in mass every couple of months from now on, or do we try to say, hey, no, we need to account for the shitty people in the world? Do we do we need we need to do something yeah. about it? So I think this kind of actually relates to a topic I wanted to bring up. Anyways, we can transition to this because I don't want to make this too too long, depending on your yep. schedules, but. Uh, to me, it's like what I'm sick and tired of is after a shooting, like I remember the first reaction I had to the Vegas shooting, this might, this might be like a callous thing to, to say, but the very first thing I thought of was like, Oh my God, great. What kind of gun control versus, uh, gun freedom debate are we about to dive into? Not, Oh my God, that sucks. That's terrible. Like, obviously it was terrible. Uh, I don't call it a tragedy. A tragedy is something that like nature creates. I call that an act of evil, but um, I just like to make the distinction. Um, you know, that sucks. That's awful. I feel for the victims, but my initial reaction was like, what kind of just bullshit are both sides going to peddle in this and detract from actually uh, the victims of the incident, being able to mourn their families and stuff like that. So to me, it's like the very extreme views on both the right and the left are the ones that are being magnified in volume, whether it be through the media or like, you know, something like Twitter Mm -hmm. or Facebook. But, uh, like, I feel like I know there's a ton of studies out there. It shows the overwhelming majority of the country is pretty much right dead center on most issues. As far as the amount of like true conservatives, true liberals who are to say not alt right, not like Antifa left, uh, they, you know, they actually are very close to agreeing on issues, but what we're hearing in the news, what we're hearing on social media, it's so 
hateful. It's so extreme on both sides. Like, uh, like take immigration. It's like, if you don't want to let in everyone, you're a racist. Um, you're a bigot, yada, yada, yada. For someone like me, it's like, I, I do want to let in everyone that brings value to the country, not just because they want to come here. I just believe in like merit based, but we can have a discussion based on us getting past that barrier of extremes. Those are being kind of magnified in volume. And then they're kind of all they're doing is making the other side more, more, uh, strong in their disagreement with them. So like the gun control debate, uh, you know, there's all these tweets about like, uh, the NRA has blood on their hands. They're murderers, yada, yada, yada. Then the other side is like, not only, uh, are you wrong, but we need more guns on people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, it's like, can we sit back and just like, can we get past that BS and have an actual discussion that creates some kind of result in a positive way? And I just wanted to see your guys take on this, like extreme, extreme views on both sides <clears throat> excuse me kind of just fueling fueling themselves against each other almost yeah i think it speaks to uh just like the way our brains work um our brains really like binaries we really like to see like one side versus another um and so yeah the, the, the media capitalizes that. on that and and shows the extremes of both sides fighting with each other and that creates uh, it, uh -huh. it's dynamic it's Viewers it's good storytelling exactly um, yeah because it's mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it gets people and I don't detract interested from that in side. Yeah, and it's a very I, I, simple form yeah. of thinking that's very easy to lock into. It's this versus this. Um, when an issue may have many more than two sides, when people may be very uh, against gun control but very for the rights of homosexuals or transgendered people, um, they uh -huh. they can have all of these varying viewpoints, and it's not just necessarily the right versus the left. Um, there are many shades of gray. Um, and then even other directions aside from left and right as well. Um, uh, but I hadn't read the book or seen the movie. <laughs> 50 shades. I have shade. unfortunately there seen the movie. The All right, um, keep going. It's, it's not even like worth watching for the reason you might it's think not. about watching it. It's not even <laughs> worth it just for that little, like, what are you, what are you getting at? It was a waste of two hours. You can you can spend a lot less time and get a lot more to the point with certain websites. <laughs> um, I'll write them down for you later if you want, Andrew. I'd rather I'd rather just watch Suicide Squad. Uh, see, man, I thought you we know were what, supposed Joe? to have a very civil conversation, and you got to bring this up. Uh, I do kind of know. What would you rather for those watch? Of though, you listening in who didn't hear our nine eleven series we did together, you can hear a man get insanely enraged at another man simply for a movie that he thought was good until that man put me in his place <laughs> put me in my place and educated you know. me and Brandon, what, what would i rather watch what would you rather watch suicide squad or 50, 50 shades, of shades. Gray? wow suicide suicide squad that has some like at least action in it not like uh, action but like Ugh. fighting action i still haven't oh, seen that movie yet don't don't watch it Apparently, don't watch both of them, Keith. I'll go ahead yeah, and see an argument with Joe later. <laughs> yeah, I think I can agree with I'm, that. I'm gonna watch Suicide uh, Squad anyway. You can waste your life if at you want. At some point, it, it, I, I think it's like fairly entertaining. But yeah, looking it's back, it's an on okay it now, popcorn it is, comic, flick. Hold on, hey, hey, son of a bitch, listen to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've been if you're sitting down, and and all let's night. pretend there's no backstory. 
let's pretend there's no backstory. There's no such thing as comics. I know that's blasphemy to you, but if you're walking into that and you have no idea what it is, you've never heard of a comic book, you can at least walk out and be like, Again, yeah, it was fairly entertaining. Probably wasn't best. It was an okay you know popcorn flick. Like, yeah. Thank you. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. That's all I thought there it was were... to begin with. But see, you're you're forcing your oh, I views am. on me. This is what we've been talking about the whole time. <laughs> I won't do it with many things. I'll do it with this, though. You see... <laughs> there's a there's a lot of plot issues throughout the whole movie. There's just look, continuity, look, plot issues, look, writing, could, directing, acting. Look, we could talk about this all night. Um filming. I went to film school, lighting. but like we can we can move past this. It's a bad movie. The Dick Cheney movie has a better score than I it's... you know it probably does. I don't want oh, I forgot about that until last See, time. See, now we I made you it. angry. You. There you go. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I think that's what, that's the one issue back to get back on topic. The one, the one thing that really bothers me the most above any specific issue is just the general, uh, unwillingness to, to allow disagreement with basically like we've entwined ideology into our politics. So if you don't believe that, um, my stance on X is true in my mind, you are, um, incorrect entirely. And then you'll throw other labels out or accuse them. It's like, it's just the unwillingness to hear anyone else out. And I know that this is probably again, a fringe, but it seems like that fringe is growing because it's fueling itself. So if you don't agree with, um, like my stance on immigration, uh, I'm very pro immigration. I think that immigration is how the country got great. I don't see any reason why you should not let someone in unless they pose a threat to the nation or they don't bring merit to the country. Um, and that gets into some watery, muddy topics, I guess. But I'm very pro, pro-merit-based pro um, immigration because y- you should let in the best of the people trying to get in. You can't let everyone in. That's not a viable option for the sustainability of the mm-hmm. country's future. Do, it's not like I'm a yeah. racist, and I'll get called a racist if I say that. That's the thing. That's the thing that bothers me is, like, I'm afraid to say that um, in in a certain area that I might be because someone's going to scream at me that I'm a racist and I hate Mexicans. I don't hate Mexicans. My grandmother lives there. I've been there like a hundred times. I don't, I'm not fluent in Spanish, but I speak a hell of a lot of Spanish. Uh, some of my best friends are Costa Rica. It's like to say that I'm racist against Hispanics is absolutely insane. But if I say I'm pro merit based, I can be labeled Islamophobic. I can be labeled racist, whatever. And that's not an easy argument to fight off uh, when it's not true, obviously when it's true, but you know what I mean? It's like, as soon as someone throws that label out, you've, it, depending on the situation, you can't shake that. I, because I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I hate, I just hate the, like the, the ideological, it's like you've tied your entire identity into politics so therefore, if you disagree with or someone disagrees with you, uh, not you specifically, obviously, but if someone disagrees with you, they're not only threatening your your politics, they're threatening you as who, how you see yourself. Yeah. And so it becomes this extra obstinate defense of it when it's like, how do we not see that this is actually causing a lot of real harm that I think is going to come to play out soon? Yeah, essentially people kind of jump to the black and white of things and we're not yeah. looking at like the fact that people aren't black and white 
I, and I think we've talked about this before. Um, people aren't black and white. People are, you know, most people are in the gray area. Like, most people aren't, as you said, extremists like alt-right or Antifa, Antifa left. Like, most people uh -huh. lie in the gray sector. So I, I agree with you. Like, it's wrong to call you racist. I wouldn't call, I certainly wouldn't call you a racist because I, I understand your viewpoint and I know where you're coming from. Like, and I totally get that. Like, I totally get why you would believe in in like pro merit based like immigration. It, it you know, for, I I can see that as being a logical like a logical like something you're thinking about in terms of a logical viewpoint. So I mean like mm -hmm. and and I and I'm not gonna call you racist just because like just because your because your views on immigration yeah. are a certain way. Like I don't qualify that as a need to even be, consider you racist. Like. Yeah. Um. It, my thing is like they'll just throw that out because they, you're in disagreement with them. But anyways, keep going. Actually, I'm actually really interested to hear what you have on this topic because you are second generation. I am first generation actually. Um, my dad immigrated so you... here. Um, with with his family. Well, and essentially, my my father immigrated here like when I don't know when, but he's been here for years. And if you ever met my dad, and you can ask like Brendan. Brendan's met my dad like. My, you wouldn't believe my dad immigrated here from another country because, like, he doesn't have an accent or anything. Now, when he actually talks mm -hmm. in, in, when we talk in our own language, like, my dad definitely you has speak, an accent. Uh, I speak, you guys, in we speak Urdu in our house. Um, I mean, like, I still speak English with them, but, like, you know, like, in our household. Yeah, we speak you guys Urdu. are a bilingual household. We are a bilingual household, yeah. So. Yeah. what What's the language you speak? Urdu. Where is that? Um, is that similar to Arabic? Um, no, it's it's actually if you ever if you've ever sp spoken with any if you've ever met anybody who speaks Hindi, it's like basically speaking Hindi with like very minute differences. Like I couldn't even tell okay. you how different they are because like they're so close to it's each a other. Dialect of Hindi, like, right? You could, yeah. It, it's a uh, it's I mean like it's a Pakistani. It's the language of Pakistan, but Urdu and okay. Hindi right. are just so alike. Um, like, I'm really glad you said that because I didn't want to have to ask you. What <laughs> yeah, so I mean, they're just so alike. So it's not very hard um, to have a conversation also, with someone like, who, who speaks Hindi. In, Hindi is spoken in India. I'm I'm correct. Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. Whew. All right. I'm not a racist. Thank no, God. Yeah, okay. you're spot on. Uh, <laughs> um, and you are Muslim, correct? Um, I am you not. Are? I am irreligious. I don't believe in religion. But um, this okay. would also your family. You have a Muslim. I have family, a Muslim family. If, you're, if they're from Pakistan, like I know, there's Muslim in your family. Uh, so you're not a practicing Muslim. No, I am definitely re okay. irreligious. I would even say I'm an atheist. Um, but I don't okay. try to like. I don't even like. I don't even know what I am these days because I stopped caring after high school. So, but is that more like a agnostic? I I when I was in high school, I was not definitely to, more of agnostic of it, theist. But... That's what I qualified myself okay. was agnostic theist. But I would say I lean more towards like um, atheism, and I. But at the same time, I'm like I'm not a hundred percent sure. So that's why I kind of like mm -hmm. lie in a middle ground. But I. But sure. like with how our political climate is nowadays, um, like I remember hearing this like, and I've I've heard I've seen some videos of this. Is like as soon as like Islam gets brought into the conversation and like people are attacking Islam, it's like. It's like I immediately identify as a Muslim because I'm mm -hmm. because I personally feel I, I start feeling attacked myself because like even though Islam is a religion, 
Muslims are the people um, who practice. Yeah, that religion. one. It's kind of it. Yeah, it's one of the very few uh, thought points that actually has a phys- uh, physical appearance tied to it. Mm-hmm. Now, I could be Muslim. I look nothing like no. uh, what you look like. But if you were going to pick which one of these two guys do you think is a Muslim? You're probably going to side with you just because Muslim is a very geographic yeah. religion. Yeah, as absolutely. Well. Yeah. I mean, I knew a girl in high school who was who's Muslim. Her family's Muslim, but she's white. And like, you know, her yeah. family's white. I mean, it is it's a re- Yeah, it's a religion, but it's also a it. It is a people, too. Yeah, so. it's come to it's come to identify a type of people, but it's also come to mm-hmm. identify a people as a whole, including people who aren't Muslim in the first place. Like if you even look like you're from that part of the world, like people will label you as Muslim. Even people who are Hindu immediately get labeled as Muslim. Like, we're in, we're in a political climate right now where, like, you could be... Like, I mean, I don't know if you guys know who what Malayalam people are, but Malayalam people are essentially, you know, Indian Christians. Like, they're Christian people, but they have their own dialect, and they're from India. Like, they're from the Indian subcontinent. You know, and I had a lot of Malayalam mm-hmm. friends growing up. And I mean, like, I'm pretty sure they've been mistaken for being Muslim before. You know, but like mm-hmm. in my own, like for me personally, like I know they're not Muslim. I know they're Christian people. They have like very much like most of the time they tend to not have like any kind of middle, like a lot like Middle Eastern names. Like they might have like a blend between like a very Christian sounding name and then like and then like an Indian sounding name, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I don't like the whole labeling thing. That's my thing. Yeah. Um. Like it, it's just I'll never forget moving to see. We can wrap this up shortly, guys. I don't know how like how into this. Just we are, like how whenever you want to stop, like, just like do. shut off the Skype and we'll. Leave. Yep. Just turn it off. Don't even. <laughs> boom. We'll get done. the message. Boom. Done. No, I'm gonna do a Joe Rogan three to four hour podcast. We're gonna do for one of those. Um, but like the whole labeling thing, I'll I'll never forget. Like so, growing up in South Carolina, I had a certain view of uh northerners mainly because i saw all of them coming on to the island i grew up on acting like total assholes and i still think the majority of them are total assholes because i'm obstinate but like no i don't think everyone from new york is a total douche but i saw like it's just a different way of living but when i moved later in life to um seattle from south carolina i i was actually astonished at meeting people having discussions with them Um, just talking and hanging out, they'd ask me where I'm from and I'd say, I'm from South Carolina and I could see the facial expression in their body language change immediately based on who they thought I was because of the state I grew up in. Now, stereotypes exist for a reason, but, uh, because I am from South Carolina does not mean that you have, um, any accuracy in thinking that I am a bumpkin redneck who can't read and I hunt and I'm a racist and I'm all for, uh, you know, the general Lee is my dream car. You know what I mean? Like it it just, it never occurred to me how, how widely everyone views someone based on something like you. That's just what we do as people. We read people, but the, um, I remember during this whole gay marriage debate, that was when I was in Seattle and I was talking with people and I was basically, I was like, I, you know, I didn't get too deep into it, but then, uh, someone was like, Oh, you're, you're from South Carolina. You hate gays. You think it's uh, a sin and abomination. I was like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. That's not 
it just it bothers me that we're so easy to assign a label to people and i think that's kind of where that divide is coming from too um like all republicans are evil all republicans want to um strip the health care away from people it's like no they do not they do not want to actually kill people they don't want to uh like they're not malicious in their ways and no the democrats aren't either it's not like as as easy as you're trying to make it and like make your own enemy you know i think I, i really am concerned about where the nation is going unless we start uh finding some type of uh, way to communicate I, with each other. We need to be more bipartisan on a lot yeah, of I mean, topics. I mean, I, we don't come to yeah. agreement on, on things, and you're right. Yeah, and I like politics is difficult. Politics will cause arguments, and social issues will stir controversy. But if you are a single-ticket voter, and um, <clears throat> you think that every stance on every issue that your party has is correct you're an idiot like you are an absolute moron if you believe that no matter which side of the ticket you fall on if you want actual progress you want actual change good things to happen you take the good ideas from both parties and none of the bad ideas so the republicans have some great ideas the democrats have some great ideas they both have some horrible ideas why don't we just take the both from the good from both sides find some type of uh like the term middle ground is a loaded term right now, but you know, find some middle ground. That's when you're going to get um, a harmonious government, if that's even possible. Um, but to think that your, your party's stance or your positions are all accurate on everything, uh, regardless of what you're talking about or who you are. I, I think that's just, uh, that's like will, willful negligence almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you just cannot think that you are correct on everything. There's got to be open mindedness. Yep. Some given, some yeah. And I just think that's what we've shut off. And I don't really know where to go with that because I don't have a solution for it. But that's why I have you guys on, so I can just throw <laughs> that one on you. We'll solve it. Don't worry. I mean, I mean, and like, I mean, I mean, we were just talking about labels earlier. Uh, labels like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you know, calling somebody like racial labels and everything, but like. And we're not going to get into this because it's a huge topic on its own. But like, right, my my state kind of formed its own kind. But of like, but like, that, so. like the two party system is is also like flawed as well. Yeah, Very well, much yeah, flawed. Certainly. And certainly. and and you know, Democrat and Republican, those are also two two labels that that like no matter like, I usually identify myself as a Democrat. Um, and you know, people will frequently associate as you just said every single view of the democrats is now my view even though it's not yeah as as soon as you say that no matter what you've said up to that point they some people will form a view of you in their mind that you have no ability to change exactly and and just and just yeah all of the yeah i mean a lot of it is labeling and and i think that we just need to get rid of those labels and just sit down and have these conversations and, and mm-hmm. yeah, like I mean, Congress, Congress isn't having those conversations. Yeah. It's like the Congress isn't Senate. Isn't like, yeah, Trump is, I don't think anyone actually believes that he is going to go down as a good president or even as a, uh, 
um, passable human version of a, like I don't think anyone is going to look back in 50 years 500 years and be like President Trump no he did some good things he did some bad things but let's talk you know it's gonna be like no he was a pretty bad president uh, as far as I mean the whole oh god I'm just knocking everything over as far as like a whole wide array of topics he's he's uh, he he's obviously not good with his words <laughs> <laughs> on a whole different level, like on a way different level than George Bush would mix up. You know, George Bush just got his tongue tied. President Trump literally uh, mm-hmm. talks out of his ass. But, you know, it, is he a stupid man? I don't believe he is a stupid man. I I think he's in way over his head. But, you know, like, I don't know if you guys have seen the recent clip um, CNN showed about him with the fish food. Do you know that? No. All right, it's it's literally. I think it's like the perfect analogy to throw into this whole debate we've been or de- talk we've been having. So I guess there's this um, tradition in Japan where there's a koi pond, and you like trickle the food into the pond, like it's a whole tradition or whatever sacred tradition for you know for three three hundred million years they've been doing this for whatever Japan's like the oldest country ever. Uh, not I don't actually believe that, but yeah, back when back when dinosaurs ruled so, Japan. Uh, yeah, Dino so on video, um, CNN caused this like controversy and outrage on basically on social media and Twitter about how Trump was so impatient that he just uh, couldn't wait anymore. And this big burlish American, I don't know if burlish is a word, but you guys get what I'm saying, um, just dumped the whole uh, box of food in all at once because he was like, I can't do this anymore. And uh, and they made it seem like he did that first and like how y'all like we should be so embarrassed of Trump. We hate Trump. We hate Trump. Like, I, I don't think anyone's screaming that Trump is Jesus Christ reincarnate. But if you actually look at the video and the way CNN clipped it, uh, Shinzo Abe is the prime minister of Japan. He did that first and looked at Trump like joking around, like, go ahead and do it. And then Trump turned over the food like after he did it. And to me, it's like if you have so little integrity as to clip video footage to literally change what happened and then create controversy about it. Uh, how can you, I don't know how you sleep at night, but like there's still people who will say, well, I trust CNN, even though they throw that out. It's just, I think people have lost the ability to read between the lines in a news article for one, but it blows my mind to think that CNN, one of the biggest news companies in our country's history, is doing that. Does that does that make sense? What I just told you guys? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Like it's it's literally on video. It's not like it's just like one outlet is showing the other version. It's like CNN, like you can go and look at it and see the way they edited it to make it seem like Trump was just like, oh, I shit on your traditions, blah. Which honestly, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. When I first heard about it, I was like, oh, my God, dude, can you not do, like, any one <laughs> cultural thing to just not embarrass yourself? Like, and I think that's why they did it is because they're like, hey, no one will believe us. if, if It's, yeah. it's more difficult you know I mean? to believe like, that he Trump, did something but, non-offensive. You're right. Sure. But it's like, in my head, it's like, uh, if he proposes a piece of legislation, there's immediate outrage. And there always is on any, any president. But because Trump, then it can't be good is usually the um, responses I see on social media and people screaming. It's like, oh, my God, can you just – can you read something objectively before you decide on if it's good or if it's bad? Same thing on uh, the conservative side with Obama. 
just because Obama proposed something does not mean it's bad. And you know what? Trump has so many issues, I think, on a whole different level than any president has ever had before, mainly because he wasn't a politician beforehand. But the dude can still, you know, he might accidentally propose something that's amazing if it passes. You know what I mean? Even on accident. Like, uh, my whole frame of mind is like, I... I wanted Obama to be the best president ever. I wanted I want Trump to be the best president ever, just like I want George W. to be the best president ever. Because that's we are all dependent no, on yeah, their yeah, success I, exactly. or failure. Wishing, See, yeah. Go, I I don't care if you hate him. I don't care. That's your right. But you know, I did not like Obama. I still wanted him to do good things, and I think that's where that's this is the first time I think in any president's history where we've seen like an active opposition to any good thing that the president might I mean, do just just wanting wanting way. a president to fail is just nonsense mm-hmm. like 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 you can't it, it is like, it is nonsense like wanting that is basically saying that you want the country that you live in to cease to exist yep yeah and that's not and if you say that to them it's no you blah 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 and they'll you know they'll just vehemently disagree with you no one's willing to just take a breath, take a step back and just be like, Hey, you know, I don't like the guy on a personal level. Let's hope he does something good politically. I think Dave Chappelle on his SNL, uh, uh, intro right after Trump was elected, did a beautiful job of saying that. Now later he was forced to apologize by, um, all these communities that were like, you shouldn't accept Trump at all because of this and that. What he said was basically what I just said. And I think that the vast majority of America is in agreement with that. Like, he might be who he is, but oh my god, I hope he does well because that means I do well or not, you know? Yeah, sure. And and I mean, we're hitting, we're almost hitting the one year mark with him. So um, yeah, yeah, we're still alive. We're still Nothing... yeah, we're still around. We're still <laughs> alive. I mean, I certainly think that there have been a lot of bad, like there have been bad things that have oh, come sure. from him. Oh yeah, heck yeah, but, absolutely. But if we're gonna have bad things. I agree. We should hope that he's going to do good things. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't go, if he doesn't like, if he isn't successful in the way we want him to be, that's where, you know, we have the options of like impeachment or Mm -hmm. things like that. You know, like if he's not doing his duty as president, like I agree with you guys, he needs, we, I want him to succeed as well. Like I want him to do what's best for us, but personally, I don't feel like he's doing that. And I see, like, you know, we have a constitutional right for him to be impeached. And if he's really not doing what we want him to do, we're going to get to that point where he'll come up for that. Um, But ultimately, we want to hope, like you guys said, that he succeeds as a president. Because our success, like you said, Andrew, is dependent on, on him and how he... And, like, what he does, what actions he takes, how he portrays himself around the world... You know, which I, which, you know, from what I have seen so far is usually not good. Um, It's not always bad, but he does need to develop a better sense of tact when it comes to, you know, his existence with other world leaders. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, oh my God, there's so many. Like, he's not a good person. (laughs) I don't think he is. There's a lot of people who will disagree with me on that. And that's fine. By all means, go ahead and... I think it's a level of... uh, I think it's just having, like, a level of compassion and having a level of understanding for other people, too. Like, I don't... 
I don't think he understands circum like I don't think he understands other people's circumstances except except his own. Like people championed him during the during the election as like a man of the people, but he's not giving this impression to me honestly. Like he's very much kind of giving off this impression, especially with his recently proposed tax cuts for the rich. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. he's not indicating to me that he's looking out for the best interests of of like the general population as much as he is looking for like the top percentage like so let's let's talk about that a little bit more and then then we'll wrap this thing up where are you reading about his tax cuts and like what's the source on that you have i haven't kept i honestly haven't kept up with politics that much lately because i'm like super frustrated with like dealing with with like having to hear about it all the time because like i don't want to i don't want to hear all the negative shit anymore i just want to like you know like we already have our own like you know in in our individual lives, we we all have our own shit to yeah, deal we with. Have, yeah, like we can't. Yeah, I'm certainly familiar with that yeah, right now. Yeah, and we all have our own shit to deal with, so I'm trying to avoid it. But like, I did remember hearing something about how he recently proposed some kind of tax break for for the rich um, that would like essentially, you know, give tax cuts to you know to the richer. And the idea is that by doing so, it's going to put more money in the hands of Americans. But that doesn't do that if you're cutting taxes for the rich. You're just putting more pockets in their in their in their <laughs> you know you're putting more money in their pockets, and and um like how dare they how dare they hate you for mixing up your <laughs> more words. pockets Those in fades. their money. Sorry, go go ahead. I had to say it. <laughs> no, LGBT, I, I see, I see yeah. LGBT like, I see pockets. If you so if you're cutting taxes for the rich, it doesn't actually gen like and there are million there are billionaires like millionaires and billionaires who have actually come out and said. We don't want tax breaks because it's not going to help. Like these are, and I think they've compared it to like Reagan economics. And it's like doing tax cuts for the rich doesn't benefit like the general population because it's just putting more money back into the pockets of, of the richer. Um, We need to have tax cut, like, you know, like tax cuts for like rebalancing, like the, like the taxes, like, and how, you know, like what kind of percentages apply to people. That totally makes sense, but like, like tax reform is. How do you feel about how do you feel about a flat tax? Um, I think a flat tax makes sense because um, in I can see like it as making sense pays, that like like let's say eight percent across the board, everyone pays. If 8. everyone paid eight, I, eight, I would not. I would be okay with paying eight percent because honestly, that's a low percent. Like, if you're a low income, if you're a low income individual or a low income household, and you're paying eight percent, that's phenomenal because then you're not you're yeah. not having to take too much money out. If you're a person who makes like a like a six figure salary every year and you take eight percent and you have to take eight percent out, it's you a big still chunk of money. It's, yeah. a, it's still a big chunk of money for them. But and for if that income, you're fine. Billion dollars a year, you're paying. What's eight times three? What's yeah, twenty four. Yeah, twenty four. Twenty four. Literally that bad at math. You're paying twenty four billion dollars a year, right? Yeah, I get. Yeah, I don't know about your math, or but maybe I get twenty four million. Yeah. Oh, I don't know history major. Um, I was a, I was a history. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, it will. It's mm -hmm. even. It's fair. But so my thing with the, I just want to know what you thought about flat tax because a lot of time, a lot of people have some weird thoughts on that, and I just don't see. I literally have never seen an issue. I'm sure that there are issues surrounding it, but I think a flat tax makes sense if it's at such a low rate. But I'm sure it also means, um, or even ten. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like. It's logical, but I think there's also the idea that like we have so many um, <clears throat> we have so many government bodies dependent upon like so much government mm-hmm. funding is dependent upon tax taxes like health like um like what's what's a good like um like 
um, public like what what is it um infrastructure 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 depends on tax dollars um mm-hmm. you know um healthcare also sort of depends on tax dollars I mean like yeah we pay premiums but part of that comes for, but part of the money that pays for healthcare is is like government based subsidized you know, it's, and stuff yeah, yeah you know federal loans are being paid for by tax like by taxes like mm-hmm. a, a flat yeah, tax it, it keeps it it keeps the government alive yeah. And so I'm a, I'm a proponent for smaller government. So my argument against you would be like, yeah, it does support it. And I don't think <laughs> like, I already think it's too much. Let's cut it down. Like, not like I'm saying like F the roads, <laughs> man, you can walk. But, you know, I think there's like a bloated government that we have currently, but the, the current tax plan that he has proposed, I think if you read, like actually read through it, don't not like I'm accusing you of just reading headlines, but it is a it's a scaled tax cut. Yes, the rich do get um, a slight tax break. The middle class gets a much much larger tax break. The lower class gets a large tax break as well. So it's a scaled tax break, but it's for all Americans. It is a tax break for all Americans. Now, the tax it's it's funny that you brought that one up because I was like, man, I really hope we don't talk about the tax tonight because that's Ooh. like that's an insanely complicated issue that like dives into a whole world of like economical effects humanity effects social effects like that that mean different things for a tax plan but i've always kind of been on the side of like the wealthy the wealthiest of americans are are when i say trickle down i mean it not in like the give money to the rich and it will you know they will just like pass it out like uh scrooge mcduck but like the um like the Trump company has how many employees that they've paid the salaries of how many people it's like if the wealthy have more money they're going to reinvest into their industries furthering the economy you know that's my kind of take on it and I know there's problems with that argument but the whole like um well I think the rich should ha- shouldn't have any tax cuts it's I say um as long as it's not exorbitant which it's not um I think it's fair to say all Americans get a tax cut, and that was kind of his deal on that tax plan. But, uh, you know, certain characters on his opposition stopped at what the wealthiest, um, you know, 10% get a tax break at all and just literally crap their pants and don't mention any of the other good parts about the bill. It's like, why shouldn't they get a tax cut? They top 10% are paying over 75% of the country's taxes already. Which is a, a seriously massive amount of money mm-hmm. when you when you think about it. Hey. Are you you look uh, you look confused? I'm very tired, but um, <laughs> I kind of have oh, okay. things I want to say about this, but I'm also kind of tired. So like, I feel like if I start talking, I'll just like fall asleep. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, uh, I think that's a debate for another time because that one issue is a long. Uh, obviously, I mean, I mean, and solved, yeah, so. uh, Andrew. Oh, I, yeah. I, I wanted to say that, like, you know, I understand the flat tax rate, and I also want to thank you for um, educating me on, like, his tax plan, because, like I said, I, I had only heard very minimal information, um, and I and, appreciate And I could being... be wrong on some details. I'm not exactly an expert myself. I've only read a little bit, but, um, yeah. Yeah, um, I, 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 I mean, I appreciate you still, go, like, you know, explaining it, and I, I, I want to say, like, I understand, like, the flat tax rate, because that, that would be totally cool. But I could also see it as like, um, you know, low-income families and low-income individuals like getting like, we say ten percent, like 
like having a 10, 10% tax rate. That's totally awesome. And maybe you could say, if you make a six figure salary every year, then you go up to a 15% tax, like you go up into a different tax bracket. Like we still have tax brackets, but like kind of manage it better maybe like to make it easier for people. Like you pay 10% if you're within this limit. And if you're at like a hundred, if you're like at a hundred that, if you make a six figure salary, you pay maybe like 15% in taxes, but it also depends on your circumstances too. Like if you're a six figure salary and you have like 12 kids, that also should impact like how much you pay in taxes. Yeah. And then a hundred thousand dollars to someone with six kids and one kid is a vastly different amount of money. Yeah. That like, and that's why we have like the, that stuff on our tax forms for like dependents and stuff. So, I mean like that plays into effect, but like you could think of it like if you're like, if you, if you make a certain amount, 10%, if you make over a hundred thousand dollars, 15%. If you make over a million dollars or like 500,000 or a million dollars, you go up to 20%, you know? Like uh-huh. that way like the people who are making more money are not going to make a they're not going to they're still not going to take a huge hit, but the taxes are still lower for those people, you know, as opposed to uh-huh. what they are right now. Um but it but like, you know, those people can afford to pay higher taxes and, you know, from a sure. stance from the stance of the government, you know, we have to pay our taxes and it's probably it, mm-hmm. I, I would consider that as a logical step of like stagger the tax rate based on income that way lower income families don't have to sp- spend more because like for a lower income family that's making like $25,000 like for one individual who makes $25,000 a year 20% yeah it's not a lot of money and taking out 20% means you barely have any money left over like mm-hmm. I barely have any mo- money left over from my savings like or f- not from my savings, but like from paycheck to paycheck, like I barely have any money left over right now. Get your life together, man. Come on, life's hard, man. Um, we could go into the <laughs> into economics, which was yeah. something I wanted to talk about, but we've gotten into things so far that like yeah, we don't need to. We're about to actually hit two hours. I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, but um, yeah, I just I think like it, it it's fair to think of it in a sense of like if you're in a certain income bracket, you should have lower taxes because it should be considered a logical. Thing that like mm-hmm. people who make less money really don't have a lot of money extra money to spend like already and if you have to take a huge amount of taxes from them that's crazy but as people are making more money they're able to contribute more to the government which um which means like you can you can charge a little bit of a higher tax on them and it doesn't impact those people as much and again that's also mm-hmm. probably why we have like a system of dependence and like you know and stuff like that when you file tax tax forms like to know like where that money is going like if you have if you make fifty thousand dollars and you have two kids that's like you're putting you're spending a huge chunk of money to take care of two kids if you have if you make a hundred thousand diaper you spend half your income on like bags of plastic that your kids are just gonna poop yeah in and you're gonna throw them away yeah or like you have to buy your like you know kids are aging you have to buy them clothes every year because they're getting bigger you have to you have to buy them food like you have extra mouths to feed you probably have to account for more gas money that you have to spend driving them around you know having children comes with a lot of expenses and it's two more bodies that you have to have health insurance for because you never know what's going to happen mm-hmm. to a kid. A kid could bust his head. Oh, they yeah. could break their leg. They could ha- – Probably will. Yeah, it will happen. I broke my leg. I had my head busted twice. My parents did not have health insurance when my head was busted. They did not have health Ooh. insurance when my brother's head was busted open. Kids cost money. You know, they paid a shit ton yeah. of money for that. So I, uh-huh. I think – and that kind of goes into healthcare too. Like I think we need to like – 
We need to have a system that evaluates, um, you know, income better. You know, especially like, you know, it needs to take into account better, like how much people, how much money people make, bro, and on bro, average, on, how on. it would be spent. Are you about to try to talk about healthcare when we already agreed? We we did agree. This, I'm not going to go into look, healthcare. Are you not going to go into healthcare? You promise. are a glut look, for punishment, man. You just, like, just want to get into we it. We don't need to. Go I don't think further. that we can solve the tax issue. <laughs> no, dude, you were on a right roll now. <laughs> it's no, it's yeah, it's one of those things. It's just like it's it's very complicated. It is a that very complicated to, subject, like, okay and I don't think that any of us have. No one none has of us, the answer. None of us have the no answer, and the I answer don't think right we've now. done enough That's research. Like, it's a whole trial and error thing. We're not economists oh, yeah. either, so you know they're economists. Yeah, that's they're trained economists who, you know, yeah, and they can be wrong about it too because there's other issues with it. I think the tax one is just for me the reason I was talking like because you brought it up was that whole like, well, I don't agree with it because uh, tax cuts for the rich. It's like, well, hold on, there's more to it, and. Uh, depending on the type of person you are, like you just just told me, like, oh, cool, okay, I'll learn. You know, I'll I didn't know that. Thanks. And there's issues where I'm going to be the same way on other things, but like the willingness to uh, be open to new ideas, new topics, new information, I think is just like it's I, a it, dying art. It's. And, I mean, uh, it's. We might have. Uh, yeah, well, go ahead. I was just going to say that, like, the fact, like. You and I see very different sides of the internet. Like like the stuff that I see on Facebook <laughs> and the stuff that I see on social media is very different than the stuff that you see because most of the people Yeah, it's exactly. catered to your interests. Exactly. So you it's very much catered viewpoint. to 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 my viewpoints. And so and okay. so there's a lot of media that is catered to seeing the stuff that I want to see. Yeah, and Andrew doesn't know about those websites yet, Brendan. <sighs> Is that the the deep that's, that's, web or yeah, the, dark the dark web? Yeah, that's the dark web. Is that is that racist? The dark web is racist. Uh, I I don't know. I've never been there. I don't know. So they could I mean, be. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. But like, probably some of them. But are. like, but yeah, that's. But a good like, what point. I'm trying it's to like, say is, is yeah, not only not only is the not only are you not getting the opposite view, it's you're like exactly. encouraged to not get it. Yeah, and I think like yeah, I just uh, want to say real quick, and then we can wind down real real wind down um like yeah, let's like when thing, when let's trump won the election i was like immeasurably surprised because i oh i think every single person including <laughs> trump was immeasurably um, surprised i don't think yeah, he thought he'd win and i that's a lot of, a lot to do with like echo chambers like i knew so few people who voted mm -hmm. for trump and yep. that was because i know a lot of liberals um because i'm liberal yeah Hey, I know so few people who voted for Trump. <laughs> I live in South Carolina. I didn't. I did not vote for either presidential candidate. I just skipped that one and voted down the ticket. Uh, I, I just didn't think either one of them would had showed me any reason that I uh -huh. should mm -hmm. throw my vote behind them because I'm one of those like vote purists who's like this and means a lot. To I kind of thought you might have voted uh, for Gary Johnson. I, I, uh yeah, before he went uh like that <laughs> shit crazy on a public stage, like he started out like, oh this guy seems like a reasonable libertarian. Then all of a sudden he just went insane. Like he literally started saying some of the stupidest thing. It was like he he screwed the uh the lib um 
libertarian movement. He like he screwed him because he had a chance to put him on the debate stage, and I feel like he just went so radical mm-hmm. with so many different views. Everyone was like, "Oh no, no, no! Libertarians yes. are crazy." It's like, yeah, if they had chosen someone who it was like every single person was like. Who wants to have a competition to see who can and then the worst candidate? Everyone did. And right at the end, the, liber- the libertarian <laughs> like, don't forget about us. So, anyways, gentlemen, it has been a pleasure to have you guys on for what is about to be two hours. It has been fun talking with you guys. It's been fun seeing you again. Um, you all are beautiful. You oh, look thank you. You're such a sweet talker. Thanks. But, uh, yeah, more so, I think it was just great to have a talk with people like we were just talking about people who have differing opinions and yep and uh it's mm-hmm. okay it's like we're afraid we're afraid to challenge our own beliefs, andrew but... i think this was like a great example of um how as you said like we're diff- we're people with different viewpoints and we we were not black and white on on our on our topics we were very much in the gray yeah. we came upon disagreements but at the same time like we we also came to understand each other and where we were coming from, and we were able to talk about it and understand each other's viewpoints and have a discussion without blowing up mm-hmm. on each other. It was a very pi- bipartisan debate, or like, not, I mean, like discussion, very gray, like, and just and the way we humans should talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, it's just the way people should treat each other is literally how we act in our lives, the five of us, as mm-hmm. an example to the rest of humanity. Well, I feel like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's just nice to have a talk with someone about something that is a good, positive discussion, regardless of what the topic is. Yeah, and it just happened to be about the tough ones. And we're not, and it's not like we hate each other anymore. I mean, like, I still want you to come back to our podcast and do future episodes with us because I like having you on our podcast. And yeah, you're also actually, a great person. Been, oh. You're sweet. You're so you're so kind. I think we should all um, hold hands. Yeah, I'll have to start char- charging you guys. <laughs> I, but I think we should all hold hands um, and uh, sing the Barney <laughs> song after after that little explanation there. Uh, well, see now you start sounding like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I literally was talking oh, about. Man. I was literally talking about Barney in the car with my coworker, who I carpooled with today at work, and how. He hated Barney as a kid, Barney just come up and that Batman was the better show, which I agree with. Batman, the animated oh, yeah. TV series, was definitely the better show. Going, yeah, yeah. Anyone who, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get into this either. That's a whole other complicated All right. issue. I don't want to open up that can of worms. Well, I disagree with you about Suicide Squad. <laughs> so I still respect you as a person. Hey, that means a lot to me coming from you, man. I, know, Joe, I really I know do that appreciate really it. Was, that. that was just really you, hard. This has been a successful. This has been a successful project, then. <laughs> that's um, that's really what we wanted. So for those folks who like an intervention who, uh, for me, <laughs> for you, <laughs> it was all a roundabout way about this. So we had um, we had Joe, we had Sakiv, which is not spelled the way you think it is, as I recently <laughs> learned. We had Brendan, we had Curtis, and we talked about some stuff. And uh, they are the Mulder was right podcast. Go check them out because uh, I'm on a couple of their episodes, which means it's got to be good. And um, actually, you guys hooked me with the Abraham Lincoln one you did on like number two, two or three. Oh yeah, Brendan wrote a short story uh, about that one too. Yeah. Oh, that's right. A children's Um, book. Yeah. Go ahead and give them your pitch. Uh, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, you know, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all the places. Mulder was right. Find us. on social media at MWRCast.
and I heard a rumor that you can find nudie pics of all four of you together too somewhere on the internet, but that's um, unsubstantiated. You, you gotta look real. This hard. has been a great interview, and uh, I look forward to talking to you soon. All right. Yeah. All right. Bye. 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 Bye guys. Our mics Brendan, can't pick that up. That's all I wanted dirty, to say. Shut your dirty, filthy whore mouth.